0: We are live on air. What was that heavy sigh?
1: I'm just so disappointed in you. In me? Yeah. Why? Just because. Why? <laughs> I still have some of my pickle left. I haven't even finished it. Nope. welcome everyone to two servings of
0: fruit today's episode is exciting
1: whoa interrupt much (laughs) jesus you are aggressive today (laughs) (laughs) today's episode is the oscars Uh, yes thank god
0: Liam lives for movies. I feel like you need to let the people know you live for a good movie.
1: I love the movies. I love the Oscars in particular. Yeah. Um, We're filming this, I think it's 10 days out today from the Oscars, so I have not watched all the Best Picture nominees. It's not 10 days out. It's on the 25th. Oh, is it? I know, yeah. It's kind of sad. Chase watched all the best picture nominees already, so he beat me to that, but it's my yearly tradition to watch them.
0: I now. watched them all because when we were recording last time, Liam was like, You have to watch them all. You have to watch them all. We can't record if you haven't watched them. And I'm like, Okay. And let's all keep in mind, I'm, you know, this is like finals week. I'm finishing up a degree. Yeah, I had and things I, to do. I, yeah, you had things to do. I took the time to watch. How many did I watch? I had seen two before.
1: Mank so and Chicago Six? Seven?
0: I watched six films in the last week.
1: And I watched two. No, three.
0: There's a problem there. There's two. a discrepancy there. <laughs> now we're spending our Yeah, time. and I
1: think you watched them at 1.5 speed or something. No,
0: I really didn't. <laughs> My study breaks were watching these movies. Jeez
1: Louise. So, I
0: came prepared today.
1: I had things to do. I had to go to the grocery store. You went to the art gallery. I went to the art gallery. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but first, we're going to do weird shit of the week, but... I, I think maybe we should just address... should we
1: do should we do butt first butt first like double butt first instead of butt first weird show sure the week butt first butt first the secondary thing that we knew we were going to do, guys.
0: Whoa, Liam had his first coffee in a few days, and it it
1: slaps. It, it slaps me up. It's showing. It slaps me up. <laughs> two two butts first. <laughs> no butt first butt first double butt first. Okay, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're gonna. T- I just want to briefly talk about the Beverly Hills trailer. Woo! Because we love Beverly Hills. I-, I think it's still my favorite.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: However, Potomac came close to dethroning it, in my opinion. So, anyways, Beverly Hills is our favorite, and the trailer draw. Yes. All I have to say is Denise Richards, who.
1: Yeah. Denise Richard, too. Don't miss do- her. Don't need her. Doesn't matter. We do not need her drama. Right? Everyone was like, oh my god, season 10 was great. And season 10 was great. And then Denise was gone and they're like, oh my god, season 11, gonna suck. Um, no, we're gonna be fine. Yeah. We're gonna
0: be great. It seems to be very focused on Erica, which is not surprising.
1: Yeah, she's going through a messy divorce, it sounds like. And fraud.
0: I'm worried that she's gonna get, like, a bad edit. I feel like in the trailer, she it looked like a bad edit.
1: Maybe. I know a lot of people on the internets. People who, I don't know exactly who they are, but they're talking. People About talk.
0: Erica and her husband. About Erica and, fraud, and her fraud. That's like crazy because her husband's like a big lawyer man.
1: Yeah. He was the fucking. He was on
0: Aaron Brockovich. He yeah. Was that lawyer. He
1: was Aaron Brockovich.
0: He was Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy Sutton got a diamond.
1: That's oh, she I did? Oh. Yeah,
0: she got a diamond. They have a
1: huge cast. See, sometimes they make these casts way too big. Atlanta, way too big. There's yeah. just too many people on that show right now. But Sutton
0: deserved a diamond. I thought she was yeah. so good last season. Yeah, I really Sutton, hated yes. her at first. It was weird because I hated, I loved Garcelle at first, and I hated Sutton. And then by the end, I wasn't a big fan of Garcelle, yeah. and I love Sutton.
1: I am excited to also have Kathy Hilton yeah. on because she's rich. You know she's and rich. who's the um, new... Crystal Kung Minkoff? Yeah,
0: She looks like she's coming in hot. Yeah, I love that. So that's always good to see. Did you like the color scheme of the titles because I think it's the first time I wasn't a huge fan no, of Beverly I didn't love Hills. That. Yeah, yeah. Didn't seem cohesive. It I feel like it was good and then Garcelle and Satin wore like dark colors and yeah. it was it just know, was a bit weird. of a mess. And I, mean, I always look forward to like the, the fashion on Beverly Hills.
1: Yeah, I think it's just also just with COVID, I'm excited to just see because I know they all got COVID at one point. And stopped filming
0: for a <laughs> while. Anyways, just wanted to talk about that because we have to.
1: Now that we've got the messiness out of the way. Time for weird shit of the week, Q Jingle do we have a new jingle? No. Weird, it's the weirdest shit that you've ever seen this week. Yeah, welcome to weird shit of the week, the week, the week, week, week. The amount of auto-tune that I have on that jingle is really cool. <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Okay,
0: I'll go first.
1: Because again, I don't love
0: my weird shit. I just haven't been finding great weird shit. I think I went too, I set the bar too high with my hairball in the stomach.
1: That was horrible.
0: And I haven't been able. No, because I like the salmon one too. Anyways. What was the salmon one again? Changing their name. Oh. That was a good one. Yeah, that was cool. I forgot to mention, I have a friend whose mom's last name is Salmon. I didn't even mention it on that episode. No way. Yeah, Maddie's mom's last name is Salmon. S-A-L-M-O-N. Yeah. Shout out to (laughs) you, Nicole. (laughs) My weird shit is from Fox News. The title is, groom goes to wrong wedding (laughs) venue, (laughs) nearly marries a stranger in Indonesia. So an Indonesian groom arrived at the wrong address with his wedding party after a GPS mix-up. A GPS
1: snafu. (laughs) I love the word snafu.
0: They use it right here. I love that so he went to the wrong wedding yeah but it wasn't even a wedding it was an engagement party like this is very misleading very Fox news of them to say almost married a stranger because all that happened was they went to this engagement party and then when he saw the other woman he was like oh that's not my fiance and they left like that's it like the art the title sounded so exciting <laughs> I know it was not that's he so went sad. they like Why? sat down for like 30 minutes because the fian- they just thought everyone there they didn't know was like her extended mm-hmm. family and then she came out they saw each other and he was like, Oh, we're in the wrong place, gotta go. So, <laughs> like, cool story, like, really cool. And that's my
1: witch hit. That is still funny. Like, I think it is the thought. I uh, mean, I'm not laughing. <laughs> well, yeah, you're a fucking sour old hag. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Holy shit, Liam. You have to go so hard. <laughs> Jesus. Uh,
1: anyways. Um, <laughs> my article is New York Parent Seeks Okay to Marry Their Own Adult Child. Is this about Woody Allen? No, because Woody Allen's child wasn't an adult. Um,. <laughs>
0: that and move on <laughs> it's the truth oh god
1: man is fucked up it says here incest is a third degree felony under new york law punishable by up to four years behind bars and incestuous marriages are considered void with the spouses facing a fine and up to six months in jail i did not know i knew incest was not allowed i didn't know you'd go to jail like this man or, or this this couple I don't even know. Anyways, they're suing, basically, because they want to m- get married. That's, they're- like, so disgusting. You, ad- you would not think New York State, but it's New York State.
0: I was going to ask, like, fully biological child, but it doesn't even matter. It doesn't yeah. even matter. Yeah. It doesn't even matter really if they're weird. adopted or biological. That's really fucking creepy. And, like, makes me wonder how much grooming took place from this this parent to this child. Honestly, makes me so... It's, the
1: way they're, like, framing it in this, um, this court filing, which keeps them both anonymous, is basically that they want to get married but not have sex. Like, they want to, this is, it's listed as, through the enduring bond of marriage, two persons, whatever relationship they might otherwise have with one another, can find a greater level of expression, intimacy, and spirituality. This is in their court claim. I mean, it's... So That's weird stupid. The parent in the new case who hears wedding bells when looking at their own kid said they want to oh propose my God. would sustain emotional harm if they did so while the current laws are in effect.
0: God, they're never gonna overturn the laws to make incest legal. Thank
1: God. They're never
0: going to, and they never should. And this is so this is like creeping
1: me out deeply yeah. fox news also got a quote from this manhattan family and matrimonial law attorney and uh the man referenced woody allen he said the closest you can come is woody allen and that wasn't his daughter it was an adopted child whom he never adopted and it still turns people's stomachs yeah yeah it's
0: fucking creepy it's as fuck. fucking gross and yes. d- deeply predatory
1: yeah absolutely so
0: yeah that turns my stomach And this turns my stomach.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what's going on in New York. That one
0: just pissed me off. So that was Weird Shit of the Week, everyone. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Oh, nice voice crack. I did that on purpose.
1: Yeah, I doubt it. It's called
0: Vocal Range.
1: One time I tried to do singing lessons on YouTube. Me too! Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> the voice crack again. <laughs> Me being so excited. Me too. <laughs> I love being a grown adult man.
1: When I literally still get voice cracks too, so I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I tried to do voice cra- or I tried to do voice lessons on YouTube. Didn't work. I've also I tried wonder, to do dance lessons on YouTube. I wonder
0: if we watched the same person for voice
1: lessons. Probably.
0: I only watched like his first couple of videos and they were not like about like how to sing sing. It was more, it was like getting your vocal cords ready to sing. Yeah. Red letter, yellow letter, red, red letter, letter,
1: yellow gu- letter, red letter, yellow letter.
0: This episode's actually a singing lesson. Uh,
1: yeah, well you know what? This kind of actually segues right into the show because vocal warm-ups, acting, Oscars.
0: A few, a few stops were missed <laughs> there, but we got there in the end.
1: <laughs> we're on the fucking two servings of Fruit Express, baby.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we watch the Oscars every year. Typically, I would say usually I watch every Best Picture nominee. Mm-hmm. I have not been great for that.
1: Last year, no, last year I did. The year before, I didn't. Last year, I did. What was the year before last year? What one? Green Book was no. Year, yeah, I didn't do ago. that. I, I didn't, haven't even seen Green Book. Yeah, looks, I
0: didn't watch the year uh, Shape of Water one either.
1: Oh, I watched all those. Moonlight's year, I watched them all. Oh, Moonlight. Yeah. Oh my that God, that was such guys, a great year. That
0: was such a great night. Let's go that back was, to I'm 2016. The, oh my
1: God, Oscars flubs and snubs.
0: I thought La La Land was going to win, and granted, I enjoyed La La Land, mm-hmm. but Moonlight was so good. And touched my soul. Mm-hmm. Like I loved that movie so much. And then when La La Land won, I was like, wah wah.
1: I wasn't surprised. Like I
0: wasn't surprised either, but I was disappointed. I
1: went into the night thinking, okay, La La Land's gonna win. Gonna my suite. pick was gonna be like I wanted Moonlight to win. That was my pick to win Me too. too. Because I, yeah, the movie is so... It's, so good. It's, like, honestly, like, it's one of those movies that, like, really gets close to perfect. Yeah. But I also feel, like, similarly close is La La Land. Like, not the same, but, like, it was... La La Land was, was also my movie. second favorite. No, it was a good movie. Yeah. Like, I love that movie, But too. I wanted
0: Moonlight to win just because of... It was just perfect to me, and... One of my favorite films still. Mm -hmm. And when La La Land won, I wasn't surprised, but I was disappointed. And then it just turns out that guy couldn't read. (laughs) They gave him the wrong fucking card? (laughs) That is the funniest thing that's ever happened. Could you imagine you winning Best Picture? And then they're like, oh, actually... It went to this other movie. But you can stay on stage and celebrate with them.
1: Yeah, that was one of the just like the funniest things I've ever cool, seen. but so happy Moonlight One. Yeah, that was the penultimate Oscar Flub. Yeah. Another good one is when John Travolta came out and he said the beautiful Adala Dazim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that shit is still so funny. <laughs> I remember watching that, and I was like, "Who the fuck is about to perform?" Right. And then I see Idina Menzel. I'm like, "What did I miss? What did I miss?"
1: That was the funniest thing. He's just like, ah, la, 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 la. <laughs> "John Travolta is the weirdest looking dude, too." Oh my God. He looks fucked. Um, the only flub.
0: I can think of as Jennifer Lawrence tripping.
1: Oh my god. Which isn't even that. I was just annoyed at that moment because I really wanted Jessica Chastain to win that year. Oh, I shouldn't have mentioned it because I knew you did. Yeah. I don't really want to get into that. I stand by that.
0: Another great moment was last year, the Oscars. We Mm. went to... Where was that on UBC?
1: So actually, I want to preface this by saying, normally, on a normal year, Um, In the city, there will be like a couple places that will do like a thing for the Oscars, Mm. specifically like the Rio. Sometimes they did things at like the Vogue, like just old theaters where Mm -hmm. you could go and you dress up and you go watch the Oscars. And the Rio, this really old theater in Vancouver, they also sell you like drinks and stuff and it's really fun. But last year they didn't do it and I was like, fuck, I really want to go see the Oscars. And me and Chase found out that UBC was showing them on campus like in yeah. the old theater there so like a
0: movie theater like literally a literal movie theater
1: it was just run by the school's like film society yeah. so we went i got a little drunk <laughs> i got pretty drunk it was a great time and then parasite won when they won, like, won
0: and everyone just was cheering yeah like that what was a, so good
1: there's like 20 people in this huge theater where yeah it like, no one was yeah. there And I'm like kind of drunk on these $3 ciders. And beer. (laughs) Yeah. They have ciders and beer. And And they were, it was a good deal too like $3 for like a big cup.
0: And then we found a secret rock climbing wall. Yeah.
1: That was, yeah.
0: We went. It was great. Backstage where we were not supposed to be.
1: Yeah. And we just found old shit and a rock
0: climbing wall. You're graduated and I'm graduating, so we can't be punished. (laughs) We found a rock climbing wall.
1: Yeah, that place was so awesome. Yeah, but that yeah. was just
0: like last year was a good Oscars time. Yeah, this year is our first Oscars post COVID or still mid COVID. Literally, we're nowhere near the end of COVID, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's why it's happening in fucking April, almost May.
1: I know. What do you think the sh- What do you think it's gonna be like? I haven't really watched any award shows. Oh, I have.
0: So I, I watched the Emmys and. The Grammys, mm-hmm. and I didn't watch the Golden Globes, but I saw clips, and it's just people on Zoom. Some of them, some of them, like, dress up, like, fully, and then some of them, like, uh, what's her name, director of Nomadland? Chloe Zhao? Yeah, when she won the Golden Globe for Best Director, she was just in I know, she was in- BJ's or whatever the fuck. She was in her just, van. Yeah. You know just what I mean? A, just like the movie. So cash. <laughs> and then some people wear just gowns. So I imagine it'll be like that, which yeah. is fine.
1: Well, I because they always do the Oscars at the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles, a historic landmark at this point. Do you know who's hosting? I actually have no idea. Is there a host? Yeah, Remember be a host. Remember that year they had no host? That was a shitty year. Was that last year? Oscars won't have a host this oh year. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we're doing it again. It was last year, I think, that they had no host. Yeah, that's the worst. Just have a host. Have someone... Do it. Make Ellen do it. She likes doing it. Billy yeah. Crystal for the 18th time. Yeah. Or is he dead? I don't know.
0: I want to talk a little bit about the Oscars just as a, as a thing on its own. like, oh. And then we can get into, like, our predictions and our thoughts.
1: Okay. This is... Um... Tell the people...
0: I want you to tell the people, like... Where your love of movies and the Oscars comes from. Get a little personal. Shed a tear. Oh my
1: god. My love of movies? I don't know where it comes from. Well, that's not emotional. I used to, I've always wanted to be an actor, but I've never pursued it in any capacity. So that's just more of a, maybe I'll die with that regret. Um, Oh, wow. (laughs)
0: Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) anyways um i just love movies i think movies are the ultimate form of media they cover everything from sound sight um story like it's just like so a movie is just like something that can be so impactful and like moving for people i just think i just love movies it is the best thing in the world. You can like go see any type of movie in, in a theater too. Seeing a movie in a theater is the is, best way to do yeah. it. Any type of movie. Even if it's a movie that's like, "Oh, wouldn't be that good in theaters," like it's still better. And it's just like you're literally just like in a whole other world for 2 hours and when like there's strong direction and like a really cohesive idea and just an original like intent behind a movie, it's so like, oh, it just gives me singles. I miss the theater. I Oh, last movie I saw in theaters was Tenet. Yeah. Amazing. Theaters are closed here for people who don't live here. And other places where they are open, people just don't go.
0: <laughs> no one goes to the movies anymore, but I, love I the do. Movies. No, I still love the theater. I, I know. I right? always will, I think.
1: It's just, ugh. Oh, that's my dream for a house is just to have like, a great home theater.
0: Like, back when we used to go to that theater by in Kitts. What was that one?
1: Fifth Avenue. The adult-only theater. hmm They serve wine and, like, beer there, too. It's kind that of fun. That was so
0: fun when we would go.
1: Yeah, it was fun we until we saw that fucking rat.
0: Liam has a, a deep, deep perpetual fear of rats.
1: Yeah. And if you go late at night in the, like the, if you go, you know, 8 PM, like you're not the last movie theater in the, you know, it's yeah. still loud. They're scared off. They're not gonna, you're not gonna see them. You're not gonna worry about them. We were watching little woman. Yeah. And it was the last showing of the night. All the That's other so movies funny. have been done. We were at the like 15 minutes of the movie was left. Honestly, this ruined little woman for me. <laughs> and it was we a little boring anyway. two, Mice scurry across the screen, and no, it I, was just one. Well, it felt like two. We saw another one later. Yeah, and this rodent—it was stands, so funny. And there was like 10, fifteen people in the theater. You all here, kind of like you kind of like mumbling and like, like laughing. I was panicked. I want to tell from my perspective
0: so I th- think I saw it before Liam I saw this little silhouette of this mouse this rat and then on the corner of the screen like further away from us and it was running across and I was like waiting for Liam to see it <laughs> and then he saw it and he fucking lifted his legs up he lifted his legs up so they weren't touching the ground because he thought the rat was going to crawl up his pants or something. Like For I real. Know. And then he was like, we need to go. We need to go. We need to leave. Like He was trying to force me out of this theater. I was theater. ready to walk the out. The movie was not done.
1: We had like 15 minutes left. It was effectively <laughs> done. And people were laughing at you. I was so panicked because I was like, after that, Chase was like, we're going to stay. I was like, Fuck. And I was so jumpy. <laughs> like, didn't. I was so jumpy. I don't
0: think you put your feet down. No,
1: I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. And then when the lights came up, I ran out of you there, tripped on a seat. <laughs> and people were laughing. I was like, I'm out. And, and then
0: was... when you went to throw out your popcorn, wasn't there another
1: one? You... Uh, yes, I'm like running out of the theater. There's yeah. one man left, like one worker. And I throw my popcorn in the garbage. Immediately from behind the garbage, a mouse runs out at me. At, at you. me. <laughs> <laughs> Pauses, I stop. I am literally speechless in this moment like so shocked and offended and, and hurt <laughs> and this, and I look at the man and I'm like pointing at the mouse and I'm point and I'm literally like just like uh, 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 like just like eyes wide and he sees it and he's just holding a broom just like so calm and casual and I just run out and I'm like, I can never have you been back since? no.
0: That's the thing, like when Liam finds a
1: mouse or a rat, he won't go back. I'd go back in the middle of the day only. I like I told you, I was like, if you ever want to go back to that movie theater, we have to go at like four PM.
0: Anyways, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but that was Whew. so fucking
1: where does, funny. Where does your love of movies come from? Do you love movies or are you a cool? Oh no, I love movies. I've egg. always wanted
0: I've always wanted to write a screenplay. <laughs> oh yeah. And have it produced and I don't know. I've always loved movies. The first movie I like fell in love with was Titanic. Oh. <laughs> and, no yeah, when I was obviously super young and I used to watch that movie so often i've i used to brag like i've seen that movie 35 times like Jeez. i counted like that's not even just an exaggeration like i've seen that movie 35 is times. that your favorite movie no not anymore but it was for so long and i used to have like a little ipod nano with the tiny screen i used mm-hmm. to watch it on that <laughs> all three hours on that like i would go you'd on... have to keep that thing plugged in yeah to do I, that. well honestly shout out to them for the battery life because <laughs> i would i remember on a flight to florida which is at least six hours. Yeah, like six to seven hours. I just watched that movie twice.
1: Jeez. Twice back to back. You, you're fucked. Flight was over. You know. Welcome to Florida. What is your favorite movie?
0: My favorite movie now? I don't know. I didn't really. I would have to like sit down and really think about that. But some I have like favorite my
1: top five banged out.
0: I mean, Titanic would definitely be <laughs> in my top movies just because of like the nostalgia it brings me. Yeah. Moonlight would be up there. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. I'd have to think about
1: it. I would say my favorite movie. Is 100% The Shining. I, l- when I first saw that movie. movie, I was obsessed. I mm-hmm. had a little hole I dug myself into and I would just watch, I literally watched it like 19 times in a week. Like I just watched it over and over and over again and I like studied it. Yeah. I watched documentaries about it. I fell in love with that movie. Mm-hmm. That is the best The Shining is a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it at Christmas time.
0: Scared the shit out of me when I first
1: saw it. It's so creepy.
0: Mm -hmm. It's fucking scary. It is. No, it
1: really is. No, yeah. To this day. I would say the first movie that really, like, hit me, as like, oh my god, that's a great movie. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't, like, I used to, as a kid, you watch movies and you don't really realize what's a shitty movie or what's a good movie. Yeah. But, like, the first movie I saw that I was like, oh my god, that was like, I just know that that was a good movie was The Dark Knight. Really? Yeah. When I watched that 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 in theaters and I was like... And I was just, like, so inspired by Heath Ledger's performance. I was, like, literally, like, I want an Oscar.
0: I know, I want an Oscar, too, but not for acting.
1: That and also Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, that one really hit me Mm -hmm. when I saw that in theaters.
0: Yeah, I've always loved movies, as long as I can remember them. Mm-hmm. I've always cried at almost every movie I watch.
1: I know, it's, it's, honestly, I just, I'm so emotional watching a movie. i like, when I first watched Legally Blonde, I felt like a maniac. I was just, like, laughing, like, having so much fun. Yeah. I was just, like, in it. I was like,
0: yes! Even when, like, yes, even, I when, even when good things happen, I cry. Like, I'm just, yeah. like, so happy for I'm
1: mostly, most of the time I cry tears of like, just like, oh my God, that is so sweet and pure yeah. and cute. Like, that's what really gets me. Other times I'll like sob when it's like a heartbreaking part of a movie. Yeah. And I'm just like, geez. Or I'll get like, r- like some movies, really disturbing scenes make me very anxious. Like We're going to talk about one today. Yeah. That scene made me literally almost, like I almost had to pause the movie. I was like, I didn't this.
0: find it as disturbing as you described it to
1: me. I just was like, But we'll, oh get, into we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yes. Um,
0: I just wanted to, like, touch on uh, the problematic aspects of the Oscars.
1: Well, they have definitely, for a few years there, especially kind of leading up to 2020, it was a big problem, and it was also a very openly discussed problem Mm -hmm. that just was never really addressed in the same way. Like, Greta Gerwig not getting nominated for Little Women, Mm -hmm. and... Just the fact that they had, like, no black actors in in so many of the...
0: Little women being nominated for literally every aspect of the film. Like, every aspect of the film. Except director. director. Like, how...
1: It just kind of shows, like, why... Wasn't that thought of? Personally, I don't even think it deserved... Any of the nominations.
0: I liked Little Women. I was... It was just what you would expect from Little Women.
1: It's just, like, one thing I have with the Oscars, too, is it's because it is now, what's the 92 years this year, I think? It's, like, becoming an institution that kind of is, like, self-fulfilling. So you get a lot of movies that do really well at the Oscars that are just kind of, like, jerking itself off. Like, it's literally just... Like like Oscars bait? Yeah. And I hate, hate, hate those movies Mm -hmm. the same way that I hate just tacky cheesy blockbusters that have no substance to them either Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like it's the same it's the same thing just different ends of the spectrum
0: I looked up how many like actors of color have won Oscars and it's only 32 and that includes three honorary
1: Oscars and three two-time winners so the same person any Oscars like even for like um, behind-the-scenes kind of stuff, or is that just, like...
0: The 32 is for acting Oscars. Mm. I tried to look up, like, I looked up how many Oscars have been given out, and it's, like, 3,120. But that's all of them. So I don't want to say, like, that's a, a true factual ratio, 32 yeah. to 3,000, but I couldn't find, like, specifically acting Oscars. But still, I know yeah. I, I know it's a lot more than 32.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like I said, it's because it is, like, now it's, like, an institution. It's, like, they've kind of... The Academy, at least, has really cemented... Certain figures in its voting system, and it t- doesn't really move a lot with the times, at least.
0: I mean, that's true of like the Grammys, too. Right? Well, I don't
1: know shit about the Grammys, about shit.
0: The Grammys have like if you look at the ratio of of musicians of color that have won album of the year versus white mm-hmm. um, artists like it's so disproportionate like why is Taylor Swift won album of the year three times and Beyonce's won it never mm. like t- weird shit like that where there's like little indiscrepancies and like the way that the voting system works mm-hmm. is all flawed so I feel like as time goes on that stuff is getting a little bit more called out Yeah, because the Grammys like focuses on the mainstream mainstream music and there's so much music that I think is of quality that's kind of more to, like, the fray, like mm-hmm. like Charlie XCX or Kim Petras, who are creating, like, quality pop music but aren't being recognized, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think the other, the other thing with movies versus music is, like, music is, like, super saturated. That entire, like, mm-hmm. media form, like, there's so much. With movies, it's, like, there requires this certain amount of, like, time and capital that, True. like, you don't have with other... Art forms or just like media forms that makes it so like there is um, a smaller body of like stuff to choose from, but I think like there's still a lot, and it just kind of shows like when you have like such a di- there's a very huge diverse amount of movies, and the like the movies that are chosen end up being these like weirdly. Niche to Mm. Hollywood, yeah, kind of movies. It that just is what bugs me. Like I Mm -hmm. think if you if you're gonna make a movie, you honestly you can't you can make you can make an album on a thousand bucks and a computer and staying up at night. A movie you need a cast, a crew, a budget. You need like yeah, but that album might not be of really quality. I mean, there are movies that are not of quality. Absolutely, but if you even if you have like ten thousand dollars you're going to make a shit, or you might not, but for the most part, you're going to make a shit I mean, that's movie. true. Like,
0: I'll look at, like, an indie movie that doesn't have a huge production,
1: and the budget will still be, like, a million, two yeah, million. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like- it's, it's like, it's like oh, that's, like, not a ton of money for a movie. It's like a million dollars, because they spend, like, hundreds of millions of dollars. Tenet was, like, what, 200 million dollars to make it?
0: Yeah, like, Nomadland, five million.
1: Yeah, they are in a van. Yeah, Really minimalistic about, movie, still five million dollars. Five million dollars, like, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that is insane. So I see your point. I think the the issue isn't that it's hard to make movies. It's more so that the Academy, like I said, it's a bit of a circle jerk. <laughs> it is. It's kind of it. It is. And I mean, that's maybe when it'll you get Oscar bait movies. Maybe
0: it'll move in a. a a different direction
1: i think it needs more membership and it needs more more diverse
0: membership yeah. they've had they i remember last year they added a lot of people to the academy like a lot that... of diverse uh, people in the academy
1: and i think starting in 2024 and a few years they have these list of requirements for a movie to be eligible for the oscars like requires um a certain number of diversity thresholds to be hit like you need certain number of minority groups to be in lead roles and supporting roles and like behind the scenes, like on the crew and the directors and the writers, like they're to be eligible for the Oscars. You need to be that's good diverse, which is that's good. good. And I think it's gonna make a lot of better movies and a lot more like original movies. Like it's so exciting when you see a movie like Parasite win yeah Best Picture because it's like sweep yeah because it also was like such a groundbreaking movie. Yeah. And then when a movie like Green Book wins, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. No, you know, like, I, I don't have to see that movie to know exactly what happens, the moments that people are like, oh my God, that was so moving. And it's just like, they, they make fun of that movie on SNL all the time.
0: That's why, like, Moonlight was so exciting to me, too.
1: Yeah, Moonlight is over well.
0: La La Land, because La La Land is, like, what you would expect to win. Yeah. What have you seen? Let's, what have you seen
1: of the eight? Of the nominated movies, I have seen Mank. Directed by David Fincher. I've seen Promising Young Woman. Directed by Emerald Fennell. Uh, Nomadland. Directed by Chloe Zhao-, Zhao. And, oh, what's who's the guy who did um, Minari? I don't know the director's name. I can't remember either. Um, and then, Trial of Chicago 7 by Aaron Sorkin.
0: Five out of eight.
1: Yeah, I'm missing...
0: I've seen them all, and I have opinions.
1: Should we start with the ones I've also seen?
0: <laughs> yeah, let's start with the ones we can both talk about. <laughs> okay. Based on... Predictions, which these predictions are rooted in, like who does well at the SAG and the BAFTAs, right? The four contenders for Best Picture are *Mank*, *Promising Young Woman*, *Nomadland*, and
1: *Minari*. Yes, out of yeah? those Wait, is ones, that right? I think so. Yeah, out of those ones, my favorite for Best Picture, my pick for Best Picture is probably *Minari*. Me too. I think that movie was so sweet. So tender. So tender. That is the perfect word for that movie. It's just tender. Like it is, it is precious in every way. And I love, it was beautiful. It wasn't pretentious, but it also had like a really strong base, like a foundation in its writing that was Mm -hmm. really interesting. Like a lot of, a lot of sweet metaphors and like just, it was just, oh, it's such a sweet movie let's say for
0: all of the major categories so best picture director and then the four acting ones let's say like what our favorite was and then what we think will win
1: yeah so so I i would
0: i would say minari too. i'm trying to think of the ones i've seen that you haven't seen i would say minari are honestly sound of metal
1: i do want to see that one the pick i have to win is i think nomadland me too and I, I my like once it hit me while i was watching that movie is it is so just i liked it a lot like i really enjoyed that movie mm-hmm. but it is pretentious it is so pretentious in the way it looks it is like terrence malick felt like i was watching a documentary well they use real people which I is know, nice yeah. but it's like that like just the way like the camera moves and like the way all the shots are framed and like everything is golden hour in the desert it's like it's a little too artsy. By the end, I did have some of those sentiments, but I feel like the, for the
0: most part during it, I didn't feel pretentious per se from it. But by the end, by the like 600th just shot of like desert <laughs> landscape, I do get what you're saying.
1: Like, I thought Frances McDormand did a good job. She was great, but also the only thing with that movie is, is it's like she's a good actress and everything, but the character wasn't very challenging. No. It could have been any... Like, the movie's not about the character. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the character doesn't really do much for the movie other than, like, serve as a way for us to experience this lifestyle, which is really the main character of the movie. And in that way, I was like... Mm. Minari was, like, the perfect tone of artsy without being we think unapproachable. Yeah
0: let's just go to best actress because that's what came up first yes <laughs> so the nominees are <laughs> Ooh. Frances mcdormand for nomadland okay carrie mulligan for promising young woman viola davis for ma rainey's black bottom mm. vanessa kirby for pieces of a woman mm-hmm. and andre day for the united states versus billy holiday
1: i've seen all of those except for united states versus billy holiday she won the golden globe yeah is she the pick to win?
0: No, I think Frances McDormand's the pick to win.
1: Oh. um, Out of those, I would honestly give it to... That's tough. I'd say, actually, Viola Davis. Me too. That's, I thought we were going to disagree. No, I think I Viola Davis. I think Viola Davis did really well in that movie. She was great. But yeah. th- she's also, like, that kind of stage-like movie where it's, it runs like a play hmm. is, like, lends so well to her strengths. Yeah. So, I would love to see her win. I think, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Vanessa Kirby wins. Vanessa Kirby was good. I don't... I thought Carrie Mulligan was good. I, I loved her in that role. I, I thought think she, she was, was great, great for the
0: role. I just don't know that.
1: It's like... I think the, the issue I have for um, why I think it would be harder for her to win is mostly just with my issues with the movie as a whole. which with is Promising that, Young Women? Well, let's get into it. I think it just needed another... It just needed some more money, honestly. It, it runs like they were trying to do something outside their budget, which makes it feel cheap in a way. Mm-hmm. Because it did s-
0: definitely feel cheap to me.
1: The story is so strong and the character is mm-hmm. so strong, but then you get these like, kind of wanted this aesthetic of like this fun- Colorful, it was very colorful. Colorful world, yeah. you know, like it would have been really great in like, a La La Land budget, where they mm-hmm. had those big cameras and like, outfits and like better sets and everything it was like I thought a really strong screenplay yeah absolutely like I think it should win for screenplay yeah
0: I I mean you haven't seen the father I think the father is I don't even know if it's nominated for screenplay but I thought it had a really good screenplay
1: I definitely do want to see that one but yeah promising young woman really great
0: I watched it after you told me about the um, that part where she's looking at her computer screen. Uh-huh. And I didn't... When that part first comes up, it's just her, and it's, like, all lit up. Uh-huh. I thought it was, like... I didn't realize the window was behind her. I thought it was, like, headlights passing by. I know, right? And it's then like, it was coming from her computer, her it's little just computer. Like, yeah,
1: it was, like, it was, little, it was little things that could have been avoided yeah. that would have made the movie feel a lot better.
0: Yeah. But I thought Carrie Mulligan was great as that character. I also... When, like, I, they were, like, in love... And, like, on one hand, I was like, okay, like, it's kind of nice to see her character kind of... Um, evolve and like kind of take down this wall mm-hmm. that she has for the whole movie. But then uh, the montage part, I was kind of like, oh, like what am See, I watching?
1: The, if the montage was better made, it would have. Yeah, been, it would have been better. You know I mean? Yeah, if the montage was just a little better, I like the idea of putting that in there and like having that part of the story happen because I feel like the movie also kind of touches on this, like it it balanced on this very fine edge of like very serious. Thriller almost and also very cutesy romantic comedy. And I feel like it could have satirized that like comedy aspect a little more mm. if they had that better production value. But that one <laughs> there's one scene in that movie, by the way. That whole movie is is definitely a bit of a roller coaster, like a lot of anxiety. We should put it. we should just mention trigger warning at the end. <laughs>
0: Yeah, let's just say ahead of time, um, spoiler alert and trigger warning for just a lot of this episode. Like, we're going to talk about these movies and what
1: happens, pretty much. When she is strangled to death. That is the most (laughs) fucked up thing I've ever seen. For one, she's suffocated. Either way, I was literally like... Heartbroken. I was so sad. I was. It is, and it was such a, and the, just the fact that it's like this long one shot. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my god, you, her arm. It's like, oh my god. I didn't see sick that coming. I really so didn't sad. see that coming. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. And then the way the movie was gonna end like that, especially after you find out that he was involved, like her love interest was also yeah. at the rape.
0: Yeah, was
1: like so fucked, and you're just like, fuck me. Like this movie is just so depressing and then you get this like mildly I had, I ending. had a
0: like satisfied at the end end with that twist.
1: I'm just still sad. I was sad still, she's I gone. was sad for her
0: parents.
1: She was just oh, it just breaks my heart. But yeah. it was nice to see them all get their fucking justice.
0: I also felt like there was a little bit of not believability and I don't I don't maybe I just don't know but like all of them being like med school students they didn't scream med school students to me. Yeah, see they screamed like UBC solder business <laughs>
1: <laughs> business students like yeah. to me yeah
0: like med school students like I that's think, just intense
1: yeah like, I think um I think they didn't explore that enough but I do think yeah. it would have again I, this all just kind of goes back to the fact that I just feel like the actual production was a little underbaked
0: yeah more time to cook yeah who do you think is gonna win best actress
1: I think it honestly will be Vanessa Kirby you think because she gives me like. Um, Casey Affleck in Manchester by the Sea.
0: I think I want Viola Davis to win. I think it'll be Frances McDormand.
1: She was great when she was shitting in the fucking toilet in her van. I wouldn't even be mad if she won. I thought she was good, even if it wasn't the most challenging role. I thought it was, she did a really good job. Honestly, like I'd go Viola Davis, Vanessa Kirby, Carrie Mulligan, Frances McDormand.
0: Yeah. Best Actor.
1: The nominees for Best Actor are Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Steven Yeun in Minari, Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Gary Oldman in
0: Mank. Gary Oldman.
1: <laughs> and Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal.
0: This for me, now having seen everything, is the hardest category to pick.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Gary Oldman was really good. Chadwick Boseman was really good. Mm-hmm. I think Chadwick Boseman's going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen Yeun was really good.
0: Mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins was really good.
1: Really? And The Father. He's like Alzheimer's, right?
0: Yeah. The Father is, um, it's based on a play, so it's very much mm-hmm. like a one set type of movie. I love those. But the way it, like the camera work moves around and like the, he gets to a point where he like can't trust it. It's kind of from his perspective. So as a viewer, you're kind of confused with him and Mm. his dementia and like you kind of get confused what actors are playing what characters because they switch like suddenly his daughter looks different and then like I was like what the fuck is going on and then it all kind of makes sense and comes together but the way he played this like old man that's trying to come to terms with losing his mind basically and like he's so attached to his apartment Mm -hmm. like it's like this weird bond with his apartment like he comes to terms with losing his home and his family and his apartment and and his mind Mm -hmm. and it's just like I thought Anthony Hopkins did a really good job
1: interesting because I didn't love him in The Two Popes. I was like, okay, cool, but... Yeah, I didn't watch it The Two Popes. just gave me old man vibes. Yeah, no,
0: I thought this was, like, I was, like, super impressed. I thought he was really good.
1: I do want to see that one, too. I also really want to see Sound of Metal because I feel like that's a really interesting one. He character. was really
0: good in Sound of Metal, too. I also
1: just love that actor. He's... He's hot as fuck. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. I think Chadwick Boseman's gonna win. I think Chadwick Boseman was great. I would be... Su- I mean, Gary Oldman, actually, I would be surprised, but, like, that's, like, a solid role for him. I also awesome. just think
0: Steven who i've loved for so many years did it so great in that yeah, film
1: he was really good but
0: this like this this korean immigrant chasing the american dream type of thing mm-hmm. and i being so obsessed with building this farm and doing it for his family but then at some points it's at the expense of his family mm-hmm. like i just thought he did such a good job
1: yeah i think he was really good too i don't know it's yeah that's a tough category yeah that is uh, a really hard one
0: i think Prediction is Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. I think my pick would also be Chadwick Boseman. From what I've
1: seen, I think so too.
0: But... I think Anthony Hopkins and Steven Young are like close seconds to me. Oh, for I me, was, my
1: second would be Gary Oldman.
0: Yeah, not for me. That was the only I just didn't redeeming that part movie. of movie.
1: I didn't love it either. But- I
0: actually thought Amanda
1: Seyfried was better than him. I watched Orson. I watched um, Citizen Kane to prep for Mank, mm-hmm. and I still didn't know what the hell Mank was about. <laughs> yeah, Mank. <laughs> I'm thinking about that movie these days, and I'm like. All I know is black Manc- and white 1920s.
0: Liam and I watched Mank like on a Netflix watch party. Yeah, and it was confusing.
1: To say the least, it was not David Fincher's. Quite best. boring
0: too. Sorry. Yeah. Anyways, best actress in a supporting role. The nominees are, and this first one I think is gonna win it: Glenn Close in Hillbilly Elegy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've heard horrible things about that movie.
0: I want Glenn Close to get the Oscar that she deserves.
1: She just needs one. Because she's
0: a fantastic actor.
1: And she's never got one.
0: I don't think this is her year. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Maria Bakalova. Am oh, I saying that right? For yeah. Borat. Olivia Coleman for the father. Yoon Ya Jung. For Minari. For Minari. She was the grandma. Mm. And Amanda Seyfried for Mank.
1: Yeah, I think Yoon Ya Jung.
0: Yeah. She's my pick for who I want to win, and she's also who I think is going to win.
1: I actually don't know too won, much about this category, so I don't she know. She won
0: the BAFTA. Oh. And so it was actually, from what I was reading, between the SAG and the BAFTA, it was a tight race between Yuya Jung and I don't think I'm saying her name right, mm. and Maria Bakalova.
1: Yeah, she, see, this, I think this is the issue with 2020 is that no movies came out. So yeah. they had even slimmer pickings. I don't think, I think Maria Bakalova was good, but like the whole point is to have these really weird, absurd characters. So it's almost, more difficult for you to see those characters as real people. So, like, yeah, it was entertaining, it was funny, but, like, I wouldn't nominate Sacha Baron Cohen as Borat, Mm. even though, yeah, he's a great character. It's also just, like, it's meant to be silly and, like, too over the top. Yeah. And I don't feel like there's a lot of depth to it.
0: I love Olivia Colman, and she was good in The Father, but I don't think it was... I don't Mm. even know if it was, like, nomination-worthy, if I'm being honest. But I think Yoon was... So good. See, like, I fell really in love with that character. <laughs> that
1: character... See, that's what I mean. It's like, she was, like, multifaceted.
0: In Minari, when she first came, and she was just kind of, like, this funny, uh, kind of, um... I don't even know how to describe it. Kind of, like, sarcastic, just, uh-huh. like, grandma. And she had this, this growing dynamic with the little boy. It's and like, when she drank his pee, and then she has a stroke. She like, literally, like, so she literally...
1: Sacrifices herself for him.
0: Yeah, that moment where
1: she's like, "I will, I will not let them." And then, yeah. then the next day, she has the stroke. Yeah,
0: it's like, and then also the ending when she's walking away from the home and the kids come I and know. get, and they're like, "Our home is this way." Oh, I could tear. Oh my god! It. I hope she, she wins. she feels
1: responsible, and she just... Oh my god.
0: Oh, I hope literally she wins. Up. Literally, I hope <laughs> she wins. I remember when the Oscar cycle was first, like predictions were first coming out. I remember mm-hmm. Amanda Seyfried being like a favorite to win. She was good. She was good. And I think she would be my second choice. But I don't love this category. I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah. Okay, so for supporting actor, we have Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of Chicago at 7, Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Paul Racy for Sound of Metal, and Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. So this is a t- tough category for me because I've only seen Trial of the Chicago 7. Well, I can speak more <laughs> to this. I actually didn't
0: know LaKeith Stanfield was nominated. I actually was trying to look it up after I watched that movie because I thought he was good. LaKeith Stanfield
1: is a cutie too. Yeah. Um, I- Sasha Baron Cohen. Eh. The movie, the whole movie was Eh. Paul racy is that how you say that mm-hmm. he was
0: good he's deaf and he runs like this oh. um, it's like a, it's almost like a rehab for people who lose their hearing later in life uh-huh. and need to learn sign language and like become comfortable with the silence
1: interesting so he has Rizamed
0: yeah he has him sit in a room every morning for like an hour and just write in silence because he's like you have to get comfortable with the silence like that's wow. gonna be your biggest hurdle my pick to win here is is Daniel Kaluuya. Because he was fantastic. Oh yeah? In Judas and the Black Messiah.
1: He's the Black Panther in that movie, he's, right?
0: He's Fred Hampton. So they're yeah. both Black Panthers. But like, like he's, Stanfield, Stanfield is as, that, as an FBI informant. Say,
1: he's like the undercover guy.
0: That movie was really good.
1: Is it? Period pieces in general? are like red flag for me.
0: My like research of interest, as you know, it has to do with like all the like race relations and Mm -hmm. cultural studies now. So for me, it was like just right up my alley. And Fred Hampton, the way he died made me so just like aware of how fucked up things still are for mm. black people in the police and obviously we know with Dante Wright, right, and and mm-hmm. everything that's happened. He died like so similarly to Breonna Taylor. Wow. And it made me like <laughs> like get so emotional like Lakeith, his character the FBI gets him to drug mm-hmm. um, Fred Hampton and so that night at Fred's apartment where a lot of the Black Panthers are staying and mm-hmm. his pregnant girlfriend is staying, they're all sleeping they don't know that Fred Hampton's been drugged so when the police come they burst in and just start firing bullets and they kill one guy and they injure a ton of people they fire 99 bullets no one i think one bullet was fired back by the black panther party just shooting into this apartment and then fred hampton's sleeping he's still alive and they shoot him twice in the back of the head while he's asleep jesus christ yeah And it was found in, this was 1969, I think, and in 1970 it was found to be a justifiable homicide.
1: That's fucked up.
0: Like, that whole thing got me so, like, holy fuck. And then his girlfriend gave birth, like, two weeks later. Jesus and now Christ. his son, Fred Hampton Jr., is the leader of the Black Panther Cubs Party, like, still an activist group, less radical. Wow. So that movie was just, like, really... Like, a piece of black history that I wasn't too well acquainted with, and yeah. now I feel... Like that was just I and Daniel Kaluuya was so good, was so good as Fred Hampton.
1: I do want to see that. You're really selling me on all these movies because I haven't seen. It.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you're not a huge fan of period pieces. I feel like maybe you will I'm just love worried. It as my much.
1: my biggest concern was just seeing it. I was like, oh okay, here comes another like movie set like 50, 60 years ago now. Mm-hmm. That's just like supposed to be cool sets, like an interesting direction, and like look how similar things are now, like without actually like giving us anything like really tangible. You know what I mean? Like what do sometimes you mean by I, tangible. Sometimes I find these movies like that are set in like the sixties or the seventies, like Trial of Chicago seven two, they just are like used as a way to show like Prowess and just like ability to make a movie that is like so you know, what I mean like,
0: I get what you mean because I feel like maybe I have more sentiments that are like that towards trial of the Chicago seven mm-hmm. This didn't feel that way to me But it might just be because of everything that's been going on and like my that interests too. in general Like this movie really spoke to me. Do you have a prediction for supporting actor or no? Because you haven't seen
1: I really can't make so a judgment hard to say
0: just say Sasha Baron Cohen
1: if it was between only him and only him I hope they just don't give out the award
0: (laughs) last category best directing right oh
1: yeah so
0: we have chloe zhao for nomadland thomas vinterberg for another round have not seen that have not even actually heard of that either emerald fennel for promising young woman lee isaac chung for minari ah that's his name and david fincher for mank
1: i think it'll go to chloe zhao i think it'll go to chloe zhao too do i think chloe zhao should win
0: yeah. I think I do, too. Yeah, I do. Followed by maybe Lee Isaac Chang. Yeah. I'm a little surprised Emerald Fennel got nominated for the directing of Promising Hi. Young Woman. Yeah, me too. Chloe Zhao, I think, deserves it. I think this is the, one of the predictions that
1: I agree with. I think that was the strongest part of the movie. Yeah. I just think it also, because it was so strong, maybe almost took away from other parts of it. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think Best Picture. I do think Best Director. Yeah, and same with Minari, I do feel like his the directing was really good, but it took a backseat to some of the other parts of the movie that were also really strong. The
0: only category that I'm like so dead set on who I want to win and like will be aggressive if they don't is supporting actress for the grandma in Benari. I'm like I'll throw
1: hands if she loses. (laughs) Like I love that character so much. I am happy to see David Fincher nominated because he's probably my current favorite director. I just think he's made so many other better movies. Like he's done (laughs) so Many movies was she Gone Girl? It wasn't nominated. The only thing Gone Girl was nominated for was Rosemond Pike. She was great, and she was amazing. But that movie, every like I could watch it frame by frame, is perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Best Love animated girl. soul. That was a great movie. That other thing I wanted to say about No Land is that movie also was very spiritual. Like, I found that movie to be... Yeah. There was a couple thoughts I had about it. It was, like, visually, it gave me a lot of this, like, interesting collage, almost, in, like, the shots. Because you have these, like, people doing regular, ordinary things that they'd be doing in a house or in a building or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's on this, like... It's, like, superimposed on this backdrop of just this, like, pristine, natural landscape. Yeah. And the other thing I felt was it felt very, almost, like, supernatural in the way that, like they're existing, especially because they're all so much older, that it's almost like in this transitionary period between being alive and just being dead. Because that's also something they kind of touch on a lot in the movie, Uh is death. And like the afterlife and the the journey they're all on and everything. yeah it was,
0: i mean i saw it as a very like healing movie for her and like the more i think about it i feel like the more i like it her being so attached to her home and her life and her husband mm-hmm. and then he dies but she stays in that town because she's like so attached to that home and when that's taken away it's, she like kind of rediscovers herself separate from all of these physical things that she's based her identity in you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. that I enjoyed, that idea.
1: But that for me is like that, uh, like connecting to the spirit and like the soul and not yeah. like so much, mm-hmm. or n- not, not the earth because they are like very into the the natural aspect of it, but yeah. like the material world, mm-hmm. more of like the spiritual world. And that's yeah. where I think I picked up on this border between life and death. For yeah. me at least. That's what I got.
0: We agreed more today than I thought we would actually on our predictions. Yeah. And our wants and desires. Yeah. This is a long episode.
1: <laughs> I have a lot to say about movies. Liam
0: could double this time frame, probably. I and, really
1: could. <laughs> and just keep going. Maybe he'll start his own podcast. Just film studies. I've never taken a film studies class. I really wanted to. I took one. Did you? Was it good? That was pretty good. I fell asleep. The the only thing people ever told me about their film studies class was like, when the camera's angled up, that means that that person is in a position of power. And when the camera's angled down, that means we're judging that person. It was very
0: much like that. Yeah. (laughs) It's like... And it was like on a Friday at 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. (laughs) I fell asleep. Almost every week. Almost every week.
1: That's funny. So
0: anyways, those are our predictions for the 92nd. 92nd. 92nd Academy Awards. I can't Uh, wait for the
1: 100th. My goal was always to be nominated for the 100th.
0: A lot of our predictions and (laughs) desires are non-white.
1: Yeah, well, they had a very, you know, arguably probably one of the more diverse ones. So
0: hopefully that means we're going in the right direction. Two women nominated for Best Director.
1: I hope next year is just better, though. I just hope they have more to choose from.
0: Yeah. Did you just say you you want to be nominated for the 100th?
1: Yeah, my goal when I was younger was like, for the 100th. Cool. Eight years. I have eight years to get an acting career off the ground. Good
0: point. (laughs) Going. it could be your debut role and you're nominated it could let's just make the most oscar baby movie we can starring you oh on. we just need a couple million
1: dollars yeah so donate my <laughs> paypal i don't have paypal i have interact e-transfer <laughs> <laughs> auto deposit is on <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay what's your song of the week it's my song of the week <laughs> why are you laughing
1: because it's a weird oh, it's God. even for me It was a little weird. Oh God. But I really am enjoying this song. It's called Shiny by Lil Mariko and Full Tack. Okay, let's hear it. It's kind of like, got a bit of a screamo vibe.
0: I won't play. My phone's like, no, we're not playing that. We're not playing that. I like the cover art.
1: (laughs) It's fun. It's like a fun screamo. This sounds like a
0: Liam song. Yeah.
1: You got to kind of jump a bit to get to the screamo. It's a good song. That's I'm a shiny man. bitch.
0: I, I will, I will say clit. that's probably my least favorite song you've ever picked for song of the week.
1: It's good. It's a good I song. I would take
0: Gunslinger Man over this. <laughs> that was a great day. song
1: too, Big Iron. Any <laughs> Anyways, what's your song of the week? Oh, Canada.
0: My song of the week actually just came out yesterday, but I really liked it and I've been listening to it all uh, day yesterday and today. It
1: came out yesterday? What is it?
0: By Marina, formerly Marina and the Diamonds. Oh. Her new song, Purge the Poison. It's very like, uh, I don't know if you've listened to Marina and the Diamonds, but she um, had- i on a girl. Yeah, like <laughs> um, that album, Electra Heart, and then the album before that, Family Jewels, was when I really started to like her back in my Tumblr days, and it was mm, very- She was
1: big on Tumblr. Yeah, it
0: was very like, um, it was like pop, but it had like drums and guitar. It was just like a very like unique thing with her voice, mm-hmm. and then she kind of strayed away from that and got a little bit not my favorite since mm-hmm. then, and she released- a single called man's world which I didn't like
1: I didn't love that song either
0: but this one's really good it reminds me of Family Jewels and like her earlier stuff
1: play a little bit I feel like yeah. she's just singing about buzzwords.
0: I know, and that's kind of like where is she kind like of turned me off a bit. And sometimes the lyrics on this song aren't my favorite, but I really like the beat, and I just think it's a fun, good song. It's yeah. kind of angry, but sometimes her lyrics are just like, where can I throw in
1: capitalism? Yeah. And where
0: can I throw in feminism?
1: Like, without any actual critical thought. Yeah. And that's no, I totally like,
0: agree with that. That's what? how I felt about Man's World.
1: Yeah, and that's, yeah, it was like a little too nail on the head. Like maybe. Totally agree. Have a perspective. A little nuance. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. That was our
0: Oscars episode. Yeah. Um I won an Oscar. I meant to talk about it.
1: You won an Oscar? Yes. No, you didn't. In
0: 2014, I won the Oscar for Best Dressed at the Winter Formal. Oh,
1: yeah. And I have my it, Oscar it trophy. It wasn't an Oscar.
0: It was an Oscar. It
1: wasn't an Oscar. It was an Oscar. I was DMC that night. It wasn't an Oscar.
0: It was an Oscar. <laughs> Anyways, I won Best Dressed in 2014, and I have the trophy somewhere, I couldn't find it, I was gonna bring, <laughs> I was gonna bring it today. Even though you guys can't see <laughs> yeah. it. I just wanted Liam
1: to see it. I wouldn't believe it.
0: I Oscar be winner, it. Chase Thompson signing off. And, wannabe future Oscar, Oscar winner. Wanna be Oscar, man. Man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I want to be the Oscar statue. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> but it's like me in like a cool pose, like hands on the hips, and like- A bobblehead And head turned sideways. Bobblehead,
0: all gold. You can follow us on Instagram at twoservingspod, or you can email us at twoservingspod at gmail.com. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, because it helps us deeply, dearly, a lot. And yeah. we will send you nudes. Well, you can. I won't. Nude vodka sodas.
1: I will send you pictures of my pee in the toilet. I have to pee, actually. That's why I said that. I really have to pee.
0: Cool. See you next time. Bye! Oh my god, (laughs) editing your levels is
1: always a journey. Yeah, I have to pee.